Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. We have word that Dave Ayers, 42 years of age, emergency support goaltender, will be forced into service here for the Hurricanes. David Ayers, the emergency goaltender, he's from Whitby, played some Junior B. Sat on the bench for the Marlies in December of 2015, but didn't have to play. And here he is in a National Hockey League game in the middle of a playoff race for a team that desperately needs the points. And David Ayers comes up big. His wife Sarah in the building tonight, and if you follow her on Twitter, understandably, she's been freaking out. All right, everybody, welcome back for a very special episode. I feel like I say this a lot, but we get so many cool guests. Welcome to a very special episode of the PP1 podcast that isn't just based on the Canucks anymore because, well, they're gone. So um, we need to talk about other stuff for the next, what, five, six months. Um, You probably know this person's husband. Um, He was, uh, we'll say former for now, former NHLer, but who knows, maybe... uh, Maybe we'll be again soon. But um, this fine lady, um, you probably have seen her on Twitter. You probably saw her absolute insane reaction to when her husband decided to become an emergency goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes against the the famed Toronto Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada, Saturday night, no big deal. Not like there's any pressure. Um, You know, Tavares, Nylander... Marner, Matthews, you know, just a couple of plugs basically out on the ice. Um, please welcome very special guest, Sarah Ayers. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so very much for having me on. This is an absolute pleasure. Um, what's going on right now? Uh, other than COVID and staying in my house and not doing anything. <laughs> uh, we've got a few things on the roll, uh, some golf tournaments and all of that stuff, trying to keep up appearances here and there but COVID's restricted so much for us so it's a little bit difficult yeah that's that's pretty fair so has um if anybody doesn't know the story um your husband Dave or David like the proper Dave he does he does the Dave he does the Dave Dave Um, guy okay he uh he kind of had a a pretty impressive moment back in uh pre-COVID times Um, and he was the emergency backup goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes when, for whatever reason, both of the Hurricanes goalies were hurt, which you basically never see. Um, Mm -hmm. And he got to start. And not just, like, mop-up duty. He came halfway through the second period of a a pretty important hockey game. And just like everyone else, um, you were in a position, and a pretty important position, that... uh, I'm sure you didn't know what the heck to think and what to do. Um, I guess, how did that day kind of start for you? I guess, let, let's start there. Like, how did that Saturday morning start? 
Uh, we decided we were going to go to the gym and um, Dave, Dave was complaining because he did heavy legs that day and he's like, oh, I'm not going to get in anyways. <laughs> so he just, he went to town on the legs. <laughs> um, and I even said to him, I'm like, you're going to be hurting for later. Like just walking up the stairs, I was worried because of where we stand, it's the nosebleeds. And so I was worried about the 50 million stairs to get up there and his legs. And uh, no, we did heavy legs. We decided we were going to get uh, Reuben sandwiches before the game and everything legally. <laughs> We went to town that day, so the fact that he could even move on the ice was a was a little bit uh, shocking. This- but yeah, that was it. It was pretty much it was regular. It's our we're so scripted as to how our uh, game day goes, and that when when he goes in, and it's just everything's so routine for us that it didn't really feel different for me. He made a comment that he was going to get in, and I was like, yeah, I've I've heard this I don't know how many times. So this is the this is the kind of like this is the kind of stuff that like we don't get to know. We don't get to know that he did heavy yams that day yeah, and that that you guys had Ruben sandwiches before the game. Like that's, that's priceless to me. I love that. So does he like suit up for like, how does that work? Cause most of us don't know, like how does an emergency backup situation work? Like what, what goes into a, a day like that? So I think a lot of people think that he, they just call somebody in from the stands. I think a lot of people thought that how it goes, but normally he's got practice before he goes into a game. Like he's practicing on the ice with either the Marlies or the Leafs, uh, the Marlies, the AHL team, um, anywhere from three to five, sometimes seven times a week sort of thing. So sometimes there's practice before the game and then, um, he'll come home or I'll meet him downtown with his equipment, his suit and, I pick him up at work and drive him on down to the rink, which is only like a kilometer away from, from his work. And we just go where he's dressed up, I'm dressed up and we go and we sit in our seats or stand in our little area. And we just wait for a phone call or wait for a goalie injury. And it's, it's sad, but it's like, you don't want to see, okay. We don't want to see Toronto's goalies (laughs) go down, (laughs) but you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But when they do, it's kind of like, Oh, Oh, what's next? sort of thing. And this year it happened three times. So I think this was the third time um, it had happened. And so I was mad that it happened in the second period because I'm thinking I've got the rest of the game to sit by myself. And he's sitting down there watching the game from the dressing room and that. And I was just annoyed that I'd have to be up there by myself and so watching the game. <laughs> so who, were the, uh, who were the other two teams that, that he he had to sort of oh, be ready for? And get why for? did you do this to me? So... Oh, maybe that was the 14th. Because he did Toronto. Uh, Freddie went down. Freddie got hit in the head, I think, and he went down. Um, And then Chicago was... Oh, Chicago might have been the year before. Stop. I'm going to be in so much trouble for not remembering this. (laughs) I remember one. um, And this is what I do. I do the deep dive. So he not only started for Carolina, but he also Mm -hmm. was the e-bug for their farm team, the Charlotte yes, Checkers, which the is Checkers, like yeah. of all teams, both the farm team and the like, come on, like that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts the way that it worked. But like I go to practices all the time with him at um, Rico Coliseum, which is where the Marlies play. So he just called me on the way to practice that morning and said, listen, they're, the goalie got injured. They're, they're asking me to back up. And I'm like, sweet. So I called his mom and got the kids and I'm like let's go down let's go watch the game the Marley's games are always fun HL games are so much fun to go to and it was awesome seeing them take warm-up and everything because I hadn't seen that before so what a trip yeah oh it was so cool and seeing them in the the jersey and unfortunately with the AHL goalies the 
visiting team has to sit down where the ice crew comes on and the Zamboni comes on. So he's off in his own little world down there, but it was cool. The kids got to see it. We got to experience it. So, and we thought, Hey, this is, this is it. This is what we got to see. We didn't think there was going to be something bigger after that. So we're, we're in Toronto, the game's going on versus Carolina. Uh, You're a, you're a bit annoyed now because you get the call halfway through the second period. Mm -hmm. He's got to go. Um, and you're on your own. And then I just sort of need you to break down this crazy, huge tweet that you dropped. Oh. Fuck me. <laughs> so can you, can I, we just, yeah, what, what's going through your head at that exact moment? So I was calling all of his family and friends, which I always do in my family, if he gets called down to a game, because I'll always be like, turn the game on. I call the kids. I'm like, PVR it, like, just, just in case. And I'm looking down at my phone and I think I was texting his mom and I heard the crowd go nuts and I see Mrazik's laying on the ground and I went, oh my God. And I have nobody to talk to at this point other than whoever's texting me or whatever. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm sitting there. It feels like an eternity for him to get on the ice. And I knew that he was getting ready um, because we had texted each other a little bit back and forth. So I knew what was going on. Nobody in that rink knew, like everybody's up in like, it's up in the air as to what's going on, I guess. Um, so then I thought, screw this. I'm taking a Twitter because he hates he hates my Twitter account. <laughs> and he always tells me to watch what I say and watch what I put. And I was like, forget this. And it was my it was just every ounce of raw emotion that I had. And some people were thinking that it was because fast forward a little bit. Um, into the game where he let the two goals in and people were like, Oh, it's cause he let the two goals in. I'm like, no, it's cause I knew he was going out. As soon as Mrazik was down, I was like, that's it. Cause Reimer was hurt. We were watching the game um, when he pulled that groin and he, he was hurting and that, and he's trying to get the bench's attention and that, and they weren't, they weren't seeing him, but Reimer's such a great guy that if he's, he's hurt, he's, he's really hurt. So you, yeah, obviously, cause there's a bit of a relationship beforehand with Reimer. Well, he yeah. knew them from, yeah, just from, uh, from the Marlies and stuff before and practicing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't overly, I'm a huge Reimer fan. I was so sad when he left Toronto. So he, uh, yeah, he's one of, he's one of my favorites. So you, you've grown up watching hockey and following hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, many of us have in Canada, but, um, you know, you follow the game from a young age and to see your hobby go in. And knowing again, I've I've done a bit of a deep dive. So knowing what his save percentage was like when he was in the Allen Cup, there awful, that... <laughs> like terrible. So I, I have kind of like a combo question: like, are you absolutely freaking out? Because first of all, you see those two goals, like the rest of Canada did. We're all thinking, oh no, this is about to be a bloodbath. Or at the same time, are you just like in your head? Are you you're just overloaded with excitement and fear and just absolute ecstatic you know feeling that that doesn't even like factor in or like what's going through your head like what are, what are you feeling like what's what what's Sarah going through at that exact moment then well I told the guys out in Carolina when we did our press conference I was like I grabbed there was a guy beside me and I grabbed him and I said I'm like that's my husband because I had nobody to talk to up there and I'm like that's my husband and he's like no fucking way and I'm like yeah <laughs> then his buddy went and grabbed me a beer because I was like shaking and came up with a beer. And I don't know if you've been to Toronto, their beers are like 20 bucks for a can of beer. It's nuts. Um, and I felt so bad that he had got me a can of Ooh. beer. Um, but yeah. And so I think I was worried. I was, I was more so worried about how, what he was feeling being on the ice. Um, 
And it's the one thing he said, he's been on that ice practicing a million times, but when there's fans there, he's like the ground shakes beneath you. And he's like, he wasn't used to the rumble of it all. So, and everybody was cheering. Like he had the Marley's mask on and that. So, and the leaf pants or whatever, but everybody was cheering and um, I was scared. And then I was thinking, you know what? I'm a leaf fan, no matter what. So if the Leafs won, the Leafs won. If, if he won, obviously my allegiance or my alliances with him, I want him to win and I want him to do well. I just, he's such a good goalie. He is so amazing. He trains, um, he trains kids, but he's been doing it for so many years and like growing up through the system with the AHL for the last eight years and the Leafs goalie uh, coaches, they're just, they're, they're amazing. So he, uh, I knew, I knew he would do well. Going back and watching the video though of that game, he he wasn't himself. Like he didn't play. You could tell he was. It was nerves and that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's really nice that they bought you a beer. But I feel like maybe every time Carolina comes to town, you guys are owed a couple of steak dinners. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know the town with the boys, or if there is that ever going to happen again. I'm not sure. But I mean, do you do you or does David Dave? talk to anybody from from carolina is that i mean i feel like that's a once in a lifetime thing and something like that happens i mean you 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 have to feel somewhat connected i'm not sure oh yeah you know what and carolina is such a great fan base i don't think it could have happened to a better fan base um i remember watching all the surges that they would do after the games and thinking oh this is this is different but (laughs) once you're involved in it it is so cool like how they get so riled up but he, um, yeah, so he is really close with the, some of the PR guys that were there. Um, Pace was one of them. He was the guy that got them all, uh, all decked out. And he stood with them the whole time waiting for him to go on the ice and that. And uh, Trip Tracy, one of the broadcast guys, they, they text message each other every day. It's, it's ridiculous. Their, their little awesome. friendship that they've formed and that. So, but they're just, oh, man, you go down there and those people love you. Like it's, they're the kindest, most generous people. It's, it's unreal. So how long before uh, he was given the keys to the city in, in Raleigh and you're, you're now first wife in Carolina? Like, how does that work? <laughs> well, he, it was right away. That's actually, it, it's a little bit of a, a tough story because my passport wasn't in order. So I missed the first day of him being in New York and then doing all that. I wanted to meet Gary Bettman. I was actually probably one of the things I was, I was most bummed out about not getting to go to the NHL office, but Um, then we went to, I met him in, uh, Carolina. My flight got in a half an hour before his flight got in. And so we, the next, I think it was the next day we were doing crazy, uh, media things. And then they gave him the keys to the city. And actually I was so hungry because I hadn't eaten in two days. They got me whisked off and they were making me omelets while they were giving him the keys to the city. So (laughs) I missed the whole thing. (laughs) I saw the pictures in the video afterwards, but I was like too busy stuffing my face. So, oh well, you know. And so, sp- so speaking of that, um, you were on our friend uh, Brenton Brent uh, Brent on tour podcast um, earlier. Pretty much was it like within a couple of weeks of all this kind of going down? I think right. Yeah, it was. It wasn't long after. And, yeah, I got back. And so his at the time his podcast was based on travel, and um, I-, I thought. I mean, I had to re-listen to it to make sure that I remembered everything. Um, but your your story like stuck out because it was, 
I think it was like a lot of us, and I mean, definitely unprepared. That's for sure. But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you had to go through like a whole calamity of things. Like you, you had to go get your passport like rushed approved. You lost your, you lost your photos, and then it was like got to get quick photos in close to the middle of the night, and then when you're handing them off to the passport office to like make sure everything is gonna get rocked through they give you a hard time about it right that's when everything gets gets heavy with checking referrals and stuff like that to make sure you're legit right because there's obviously you know there's usually some reason why you're trying to put a rush on something like that but you literally went through the whole nine yards to make it there in time to be with him and it was it was like a crazy ordeal for you oh it was nuts and uh, like the the passport office was amazing they got it done within five hours but i was the night before i'm wow. in a, a drugstore at 11:30 at night getting my picture done to make sure I'm one of the first ones. I was doing an interview on my phone while I was in the lineup for the passport office um, and then get up there and then they're like, oh, well, you only have three references down. Well, when you need a rush one, you need five. And I'm like, I don't even know five people that would know what, like how long my hair is. How do I wear my hair? It was those kind of crazy questions they were wow. asking them. Um, and luckily my dad um, is a retired pilot for Air Canada. So he quickly bought my tickets. Um, because you have to have proof that you're, you're you're flying somewhere, right? So he quickly got all that stuff for me, and I I cried to the woman in the passport office. I was in tears, <laughs> and I'm like, I just <laughs> it was way too much on my plate, and it was my biggest fear is I was going to miss it all for, and it was the last thing I wanted to do. Like it's and it's oh, sorry, I was just, just going to say like this story to start is absolutely like totally unbelievable. Like you know. Fair, not fair tales, the wrong word, but you know, this is just something like you would have to write it the way it happened. And then you've got your version getting to the after party, essentially. Oh, and yeah. There's this entirely different story going on that is just as entertaining. And there's there's plenty of plot twists and everything. And I highly suggest everybody like go and listen to um, the Brenton on Tour podcast and go listen to Sarah's interview on there because it is like it is must listen. I was laughing the entire time and, and because it was funny. And at the same time, like I'm thinking it's we've all been me out. like we've, we've we've been there like everybody's been there. I know. Um, my wife and I, when we first got married, we need to get our passports done. And we're down um, in Surrey. And this is before a lot of these offices got uh, kind of fast tracked. So we were going to Cancun. Well, I think I waited in line for like five hours. And this is when um, I can't remember if it was BC or Canada made it mandatory that you had to have a passport to travel abroad. It was kind of their, they kind of dropped the hammer, I think. So we, of course, waited to literally like the the two days before everything kind of happened. So of course we're sitting there and I'm just thinking like, that was just an absolute like marathon of a day. And you're having that entire experience inside of, you know, a normal work day. Oh yeah. And the worst part, all I could hear was Dave's voice in my head because three <laughs> weeks prior, he's like, do you have your passport in order? And I'm like, no. And I, I went and got the pictures and then I lost the pictures. So he would ask me constantly and I'm like, we're not going anywhere. Like if we, if we decide we're going to book a trip, like we were planning on going to Texas, I was like, if we, if we book a trip, then I'll go and get it done. And yeah, sure enough. Unreal. Yeah. Just Unreal. in my ear the entire time. That's all I could think of. So you guys are, I mean, this isn't some could, because he's not a regular NHL goaltender. This isn't some classic situation where, I mean, you're the, you're, you're the wife in this situation and you're managing everything or like you're just along for the ride or you run the show. Like you guys literally are a team. You do all this stuff together. You depend on one another to make sure that you're getting to and from. And you, like you said, you're, you're on like a really like 
almost like a regimented schedule on how you guys run your days. Just like, you know, you do legs, heavy legs on a Friday just before <laughs> the game, no matter what. Right. So, I mean, obviously things have changed for you guys between then and, and now. So how does this change you guys' schedule? Like what has gone on for you guys and how have you guys had to adapt? Well, it's crazy because right afterwards I was still working. Um, and I have a job where I have about 140 clients a month. So, we'd get a phone call on a Tuesday saying, listen, we need you in Calgary on Thursday. And I realized I can't do both work and all this stuff. And I was taking all the phone calls. And at first somebody called us and they were like, listen, you need an agent. And I said to Dave, I'm like, you're not going to need an agent. I'm like, you'll do a couple uh, uh, interviews and that'll be it. And next thing I know, there's people showing up at my door. There's people at meeting us at practice. Like it was just mental what went on. And then the Good Morning America show, um, he was on that, and uh, Stephen Colbert. It just, it snowballed so fast that we had both agreed that I was going to quit my job just to take care of all of his stuff and all of his booking and that. And we got to the point where I was like, okay, hey, I can't do this by myself. So he's got, uh, he's got CAA um, working for him, which is one of the top uh, sports and entertainment agencies. And they called us and he's got, he's dealing with Tavares's agent right now. And that, and course. they've been great with us, but it's right. just, I'm um, like, who would have known? It all makes sense. <laughs> sure. Oh man. <laughs> That's yeah. Where was Tavares in that game? Hey, what, what the heck? <laughs> don't worry. We don't have any Leafs fans. That listen we're not, to we're not Leafs fans. So I think we, we can, we're allowed yeah, to. You're allowed to, but I can't. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, I mean, you have an agent now. Um, would there be any reason why you'd want to have an agent? What's going on for you guys? Is there, is there big news that's out there? Are you guys continuing to get a lot of, uh, a lot of push, a lot of traction from, from obviously this humongous event? Um, yeah. So they, there was talks of a book and there was a talks of uh, a documentary here and there. And then next thing we knew, we got a phone call saying they wanted to do a movie about it. And so it was just, it was nuts. Then we were sitting listening to about like, I think 10 different producers uh, pitching to us about why they wanted the movie, why we should go with them. It was exhausting. Anybody like, we'd know? Um, like Tarantino? <laughs> there's a couple, there's a couple I can't mention who we didn't okay. go with, okay, but okay. there's uh yeah, he decided after everything that the best fit was James Corden and he was amazing to us. And, just such a great down to earth family man. And uh, yeah. And, and that's how it went. And he's just, he's signed with, uh, with James and James was walking his dog one day and his neighbor just happens to be high up in Disney and they got to talking. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. okay. You said James just back Corden. up just the smidge so, there. So just if saying, that's cool. Just, just say, so you oh, said, the, the walking the dog part. Yes, absolutely. That's the most <laughs> important part. So we're talking James Corden. Like we, we all know James great, funny guy. Um, but sorry, he's friends with high up in Disney. So is this, is, is your story, is your, your guy's story going to be a Disney movie? It's going to Disney. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Whoa. Is this the first anyone's hearing about this? Publicly? Um, th th there's been a couple people here and there that have had the rumors swirling in that, but yeah, it's just, uh, oh it's my official. God. Yeah. Okay. So that, this changes everything. Like I was, I was maybe going to ask and you know, cause we pry, that's what, that's what we do. Um, so it, who, first of all, like who do you guys know who's going to play you both or do you have like any requests? Yeah. Do you have, we, a, do you have to say in that? Um, I, I think down the road he will, um, they're getting ready to do the writing in that for it. So that's what takes over first and foremost, obviously. 
Um, I said to Dave, I'm like, get Ryan Reynolds to play for, play you. Like, good Canadian boy. I'm like, then I'll just play myself and everything will be fine. Or I'll get his <laughs> wife because she's like absolutely gorgeous. Um, no, but we've uh, they've thrown out a couple names. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple names that were thrown out to us by other producers as to who who they would use and that and. Um, you can name Mark drum. Wahlberg was one of them. Uh, they were saying Steve Carell for, for okay. one of the producers was saying Steve Carell. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, but yeah, it's just, I think it's going to be really, really neat. It'll be interesting to see how they do the whole thing. I think that's what I'm, we're both really looking forward to doing is going down there, meeting James. He's talked to James a bunch of times on the phone and I've taken his earpiece and listened in. And, sure. Totally and normal. That, yeah. <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. Cause we're talking like obviously the rookie, right. Oh. Um, blind side. I cry and I th- I'm pretty sure did, did Disney not like, uh, they, they did a deal with the uh, Jason McLuhan or whatever, the, the, the kid, the, the autistic kid that came off the bench and just started dropping threes on the basketball game in like his freshman year or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know if that movie's ever going to happen, but I feel like these are the, the real like feel-good stories, right? This is the stuff that Disney just just does so well. So I think I would be absolutely stoked to see something like this. I think that's so cool. Oh, Congratulations. yeah. You, thank you very much. And it's about time. It's like we need something that's uplifting because – this world's just full of so much negativity that it's like, it, it needs something. And everybody that pretty much everybody has been really, really good and really on board with all of us with it. And it's been very positive feedback for the most part. There's a couple of things here and there, but you just shrug it off. But for the most part, everybody loves the story and, and you couldn't, you couldn't meet Dave and not fall in love with the guy. So, so, okay. So this is going to be a Disney movie now. Um, Back to the tweet for a second. Are, are they going to put that in the <laughs> Like, does Disney, are they going to make, like, an executive decision? Like, we're going to change the words a little bit, and we'll allow this tweet to air. And, and you know, Freak for a, me. For a global yeah. audience. I don't even know how they'll put that in there. I don't know how they'll put that in there. Uh, I think HBO is doing a documentary, so it'll most okay. likely be in the, they'll excellent. save it for the HBO one. Excellent. <laughs> okay. I mean, as long as it's there. I just, because really... Soon as it happened, that that game just totally took over. I mean, my wife, I we we're we're all standing there. As, I think I was making like tacos in the kitchen there, and I looked. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! Both goalies are what? What's going on? And I'm like, I I don't believe. It. I'm like, they're putting in the emergency backup. I'm like, it's it's halfway through the second period. I'm like, what is going on? And I go onto Twitter. And all of a sudden, like your name pops up, like instantly, like you're, you're an international celebrity within five uh. minutes. And I go and look at like what you had said. I'm like, okay, yeah, this this chick is amazing. I said, <laughs> so I start looking. Kudos, I'm going. Kudos to the person that found that tweet to oh. begin with and started this whole thing because oh. it, it it just blew up. But I looked at my phone because I'll show. I don't have the notifications coming in for Twitter at all. So I like I loaded Twitter and all of a sudden it was showing me like. A crazy amount of notifications i'm like what's going on like i had 1300 followers that morning and that night i think i had 20,000, and it was just it was nuts like crazy. my oh yeah one of the things i posted had like 11 mil- million views on it and it's like i don't know and i always i make fun of dave because the the agents got him uh instagram he never had instagram oh, and he hated boy. it so they got him Instagram, and he's now at like ten thousand followers. And I'm like, "Bud, you're still behind me. I've still got twenty one thousand." You're the followers. celeb. You're the real one. You're the real one. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So I've uh, again, your your Twitter uh, account is is pretty impressive. You've got uh, 
you've got you've got a pretty cool personality. Um, Ted and I both uh, we both have young girls, and you've got teenagers, and um, there you know maybe let everybody in on some of your parenting challenges, raising teenagers. Do you just let your kids like teach themselves life simple lessons, um, oh, or or do you or do you stepped in? Like I saw one, there was like an instant pot story, and then your recent like the hiking one, and I just think like. I mean, people need to remember, like, you're a normal person, too. You have the same issues that we all have. And, you know, some people are further along in their parenting journey. And some people are on, you know, the beginning part. So, you know, feel free to let us know what what's normal life like for you. (laughs) Well, it's it's crazy. Like my daughter's 16. She's my sanity. My boys drive me batshit crazy. They're almost 15 and 10. And it's just one of those. I think it's hard to kind of govern yourself when you're when you're just a normal person and trying to be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it because this is life and this is how we are. And you can't put on this fake persona of these parents that think they are like, perfect. (laughs) Like with us doing the whole, yeah, Yeah. exactly. With us doing the whole homeschooling and everything now. And it's like, Oh, Jimmy had breakfast at nine o'clock and then he did math for an hour. And I'm like, you know what? I'm lucky if my kids are rolling out of bed with not having food in their hair and everything else. But it's just my son, my my 15-year-old son. I have an Instapot. The steam's blowing up. I'm like, whatever you do, do not put your hand in that. I'm like, steam is hotter than boiling water. The kid walks up, sticks his freaking hand right in the steam. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm I'm finished. That's I'm it. I'm over it. No. Uh, that yeah, is that, it. Oh, and it's the stupid things. I said to my son, he wanted to rollerblade. And I'm like, make sure you wear all the safety stuff because it hurts when you fall and like wrist guards. I'd rather you wear wrist guards than you would wear a helmet. Cause you're going to break your wrists. Next thing I know, doorbell rings, neighbors bring in a neighbor. I didn't even know, um, brings my kid to the door, holding them and, and, uh, he's cut everywhere. So I clean him up and I'm like, well, I got him all clean. He stopped crying. I went to the driving range, hit a bucket of balls, come back, his hands swollen beyond belief. And I'm like, Oh, that maybe I should bad. take him to the hospital. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Broke his fingers. So it's like, uh, <laughs> We're all we're all guilty of our our not so great parenting moments, but I don't know. Yeah, sometimes daddy drops f bombs. That's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's the way it goes. Like my kids, I swear so much that my kids are so immune to it. But if they hear somebody else swear, they're like, "Mom, that guy just said the f word," and I'm like, "Do you not know who your mother is? <laughs> like, how are you not so immune?" But they hold you in very high regard. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, although they're not high enough to know that steam is too hot too hot <laughs> are you are you golfing much these days hey it's ryan from the pp1 podcast on crier media if you're looking for a spot to advertise your company your brand your cheese wheel some beer maybe some donuts this is the spot reach out to me via dm on twitter or instagram at always 94 and i'd be more than happy to chat with you worst case scenario we just become best friends and how awesome does that sound um, I am, I'm golfing more than, than I was. I've golfed since I was young. And, uh, unfortunately my dad taught me the really wrong ways to golf. So, um, <laughs> I'm now taking lessons to learn the proper ways. Um, Dave tried, and I think we hit the fourth hole on, on one of the courses we were on last year. And, uh, we had a domestic on the fourth and packed her nice. in. And <laughs> Whoa. Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh, it was done. Yeah. If I heard, keep your head down one more time, I, Oh, it was it. He said it to me and I was like, I, I sculled the ball and yep, I got in the cart, threw my clubs in and uh, we drove off and went home. <laughs> See, I don't like golfing with my wife and it's not that like 
she's a, 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 I mean, Ted, you know, she's like speed skated for a good chunk of her life. Figure don't, skater. Don't bring me into this. My, don't. No, oh. I'm just, I'm just, te- no, I'm just telling you, she's by far the better athlete in our family. Like no, hands down. I mean, my kids are better athletes than I am. So it's not that, but when it comes to golf, like, I, I think it's one of those things, like either you're like a pro golf couple and like, that's all you do together. And like, you know, you're both very good and you both whatever, but yeah. then there's the rest of us, I think. And I just, I, I'm not a great golfer. I hit cross-handed, and I mean Ted's oh, it, it's bad. I was gonna bring it up because I feel like this story has to be told. Yeah. He, he, so I'll when let, he's I'll... holding his golf clubs, he literally his 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 like front-facing shoulder. He reaches over what? and holds it like that. It's the weirdest thing, Sarah. I swear, I don't even know how he gets a backswing. Oh my like, god! It's crazy. And yeah, like he's dislocating his shoulder after every swing. I don't know. And, and yet, it's... I'm just shy. Actually, I played around at Orchard um, back in the summer, and I was just shy of 300 on that one, straight down the middle. <laughs> so my, my putting, my putting game. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sinking every putt, but um, I'm, I've this year, I've been like, you know, two, three tops. Did oh. your dad teach you that wrong way to golf? Because I don't. Did you? No. I don't know. No, he just he left me alone. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna let you figure out life on your own for a few of these things. You so. do you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm left-handed, but I'm also going to try to be right. Yeah, like I, I shoot left. Like I shoot left for hockey. And you I shoot bat, left for hockey, but and, you... And I bat left, and I golf right, and I golf cross-handed. <laughs> that's that's what's wrong with you. No, that's, that's, that's the least of what's wrong with me. Trust me. That's the least of what's wrong with me. Oh, man. So, yeah. um, so Sarah, you, you mentioned like you just you jumped up to like 20 plus thousand followers going from like 12 obviously that's been a big deal i'm sure managing your twitter account is probably not something you can just go in and check whenever you feel like now but how has that uh how has that helped you is that giving you a platform to do some positive things oh for sure um we stepped up with the kidney foundation um we did some work with conquer cancer out this way um canadian blood services um we uh it's we've used it as a really positive thing um just trying to bring some light to it i think a lot of people are um i'm sorry i get like totally flustered with this now um a lot of people don't understand the importance of organ donation they don't understand the importance of signing your organ donation card i'm one of those people i think it should be mandatory that as soon as you get your driver's license you tell them right then yes or no, or it's just assumed that yes, you're going to donate organs unless you opt out, which to each their own, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But so many lives can be saved. Um, uh, you look at Logan Boulay, who, who saved, oh, I don't even know if it was five people or if it was more than that, mm-hmm. lives and that um, by don- donating his organs. My kids, I've told my kids, my daughter, I'm like, we've talked about all of it and the importance of it. And the Kidney Foundation is obviously near and dear to our hearts. My husband had a kidney transplant 16 years ago, 16 and a half years ago. So it's something that it's just so very important to us. Yeah, I yeah. I don't get, I mean, for me, I know on, well, I guess when it was a care card and now it's just kind of your combined, but I mean, my parents, when they had that, like, it was just on there, like organ donor. And I was like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah, for I don't sure. know. It's just one. And again, you know, to a lot of people, I think that would be the common answer. Like, yeah, well, why, why wouldn't you want to help someone if you had, you know, if you were in that situation? So, I mean, the fact that there are people that maybe 
don't do that, I think this is, you're right, it's a great opportunity to kind of have a spotlight and, you know, you've been given an opportunity to do this. So, I mean, again, this, this exact podcast, you know, we'll go out and people are going to say like, you know what, maybe this isn't something we haven't um, discussed and maybe we need to, because it's serious. I mean, if you could save a life, I mean, blood freaks me out first and foremost so like the, the whole blood donor thing like i'm a little bit on the it's not okay. that i'm against it it's just like <laughs> i i don't think i would make it through the front door they would be able to take it after that but uh <laughs> i, I they, i'd be on the floor and right but, uh it absolutely like to, to be able to donate an organ and, and change a life i mean even um i mean not a big fan of the guy but like eugene melnick um a couple mm-hmm. of years ago a, a fan had donated i believe a kidney and I mean, it, at the end of the day, I mean, like they, you, you take away sports, you take away rivalries and all that kind of stuff. Like we're all human beings. Like if I had to, I would. So it's, um, you know, I th- uh, it is important. I think yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've spent like a fair bit of time talking to, to friends and, and people about this. And I think the general consensus, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, is that there, there isn't usually a, a huge resistance to wanting to give you know, up your organs, you know, after said bad accident, it's just actually a lack of awareness and people not knowing that it's something that they could make sure to put on their card. And when they're presented with the checkbox, when you're getting your license, you know, once every X amount of years, it's, it's, it's a snap decision that people don't often think about. Right. So I think with like a little bit of pre-awareness beforehand, walking into that scenario where you're about to check a box, you feel a lot more comfortable doing something like that. So, um, yeah, I think that's really great that you're taking the time and and using this big platform that you now have to 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 work in your favor for something that obviously is is very near and dear to your heart. Yeah, it's um it, it's been something that's so close to us, but again, it's the same thing. There's people that have religious beliefs and I totally respect their situation as to why they don't do it. I had a client who she was a match to her husband. Her husband was on dialysis. Um, for quite some time and she was a match for a kidney and she said no because in case my kids need it and I'm like but the kids are fine Um, it wasn't genetic the kidney issues and my whole thing is if you've got the opportunity to do it you do it if you if you can get somebody off of dialysis dialysis is it's not a fun thing to go through and it's just one of those things you don't need this stuff when you're dead like you're buried in the box you don't need it like give it to somebody else, give somebody the chance at eyesight, give somebody the chance of having a heart and having a renewed life. Like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't do it, but. There you go. Yeah. Kudos to you. We appreciate that. I, I don't know how to make this into a really nice transition so that we're all not <laughs> super serious mode. Um, so we used uh, up your, we used up your, your cross-handed golf swing too early, right? We did. Oh crap. So this is an easy, easy one. So we're, our, our podcast is sponsored by uh, a buddy of mine, our local uh, sports card shop in town here. Um, so after all this happened, Dave got, um, and I mean, if you follow the card game and I, I've looked into it and you definitely do, or you did anyway. Um, so Dave got uh, a young gun, like a rookie card through upper deck. Um, yeah. which is a big deal. I mean, you look at who's out there for us. Like we've had Elias Pettersson, we've had Quinn Hughes. You look at uh, back in the day, Sidney Crosby or further back Wayne Gretzky or even further back Patrick Waugh, even maybe before upper deck. Um, so now that Dave's got this cart and I mean, if you follow it and I know he signed a bunch, I'm sure you guys have a handful, probably uncut sheets that are worth just millions of dollars. Um, <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> so well, you better have them. It's like your husband's face on it. So, um, like it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tough card to get. Uh, I know I'm still looking for mine in all my upper deck packs that I get. Um, 
but the fact that it's out there and it's you know it's it's worth a decent amount of money now and cards are just absolutely crazy um that being said you lost a card back i i looked at an interview that you did and you lost your 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 famed patrick Waugh rookie card now i did obviously you're you're still upset about this because you're just i am so does it does it blow your mind and i mean i i had to do some research to make sure that i was right and maybe the numbers are off slightly but does it blow your mind that you could sell one of your husband's hockey cards and buy back a patrick Waugh rookie card and have a few (laughs) dollars left over (laughs) Like to me, that is like I think about that, and I'm thinking that's full circle, and then some. And oh then my you're god! Just, yeah. Like, do you have like a handful for your kids? Like, you know, if you get into trouble, you can add off one of this, and it's like you're getting. You always talk one card. of daddy's cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I gotta go to the pawn shop, and this is worth at least whatever. Oh, that's funny. I said if we ever get in financial trouble, I'm taking his hockey mask and I'm I'm selling that. But um, no, we do. They upper deck was really good. They gave us a couple extra cards. I took one out of the pack that they gave us um, and it's put away somewhere. So um, if he ever decides to leave me, I'm I'm using that. But um, no, they they gave us a couple of them. And it is it was a huge shock. It was really cool. Like upper deck was one of the first people to contact us. And he the guys over there, the great guys, they sent me a email and said would we be interested in doing it so i was like yeah i think it was oh gosh how many did we sign i don't know if it was 150 cards that he signed and then they came out with the young guns yeah um cards which those ones we don't have we have uh we have the other ones but um oh the game is he on a young guns card yeah yeah he's on a young guns card ryan what what's the value on the card do you know Uh, it depends it depends or on do, which. Do either of you know? I guess it depends yeah, on which one. They can go. I've seen anywhere from like fifty to a hundred bucks. I've seen there's a few of the signed ones that I've seen as well. Those go for I think a couple hundo. Um, it's I for me like we we I kind of got back into hockey cards about a year ago, and my daughters are both now into this, and my 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 oldest is like absolutely like she knows like talks about like the sigs and like pa- patches <laughs> and like she's got all the lingo down packed so it's pretty cool i guess the other thing too like so he gets the the you know the pretty awesome treatment of getting a card is there going to be like and maybe we get a scoop on this is there going to be like a jersey card or like something beyond just the card that he got to begin with like is dave like now a fixture in upper deck um no there was but there's been nothing else there was that and then they got some other cards that they just actually sent us to sign like the postcard size things yeah um to sign and that was part of the contract with them there was nothing was said about the jersey um or like a marley or anything on those like a practice jersey kind of stuff or oh my god could you imagine <laughs> well you can't that's the thing if you know cards you can imagine that i think we can i think we can we can get there yeah yeah i can imagine that i'll send you my address you know i'll make sure that we get one out here don't worry <laughs> oh man like that's i it just it's absolutely crazy because i remember i was talking to my buddy as this happened he goes yeah he goes, it's going to be part of their SP Authentic. It's going to be a young gun, like exclusive. And I think there's like a game dated moments that they have as well. Um, and I just thought like, this is so surreal. Like what a story. And, you know, all the little trinkets that kind of come with it. You guys got to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like his stuff is, what What was in the Hockey Hall of Fame of his? Uh, they took his stick. So right as soon as he got off the ice, when they announced him as the first star, they, they took his stick and they put it in and everybody's, was bitching and complaining that Scott Foster's stuff wasn't in there. His stick is right beside Scott Foster's. Like there are two yeah. um, glass things right beside each other. And, and like 
a lot of people were comparing the two of them. And it's like, Scott Foster's a great guy and he did what he was called in to do. Dave did what he was called in to do. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they took his stick and, and that was really cool. Like the whole ceremony and everything was really neat to see. What's the, like, I don't know how much time we have, Ryan. I know you're on time check. What, what's the, the, the e-bug goalies union like, like <laughs> there's, they're everywhere, obviously. Right. Yeah. They're, 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 but say he, you guys are traveling and you're in Carolina and you want to catch a game. Can they say, can they, can they tap them on the shoulder if you let them know that you're there kind of thing? Or is it, is it transferable? How did it work in, you know, the current weird COVID playoffs? But did they have e-bugs on site? Did they? Well, they had all their, they had all their AHL goalies there. Right. So all the guys from the farm were up and uh, they were on standby. They had no e-bugs as far as I'm concerned, or I know. Um, Dave couldn't have gone anyways because he's immune compromised. So even if they needed uh, him there, he couldn't. Right. He wasn't allowed to go. Um, but no, the, it's crazy to see because I had a couple e bugs reach out to me. One of the guys from St. Louis, he reached out to me, and him and I were were shooting the shit back and forth. And I'm like, "What do you wear to a game?" And he's like, "My hoodie." And I'm like, "What? Dave's got to be in a suit and everything. Like he's got to be dressed up to the nines." <laughs> a little different in Toronto. And this guy's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> a little different in TO, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, no. So. I, I don't think they'd be able to because he's employed. I don't know though, because he's employed by the NHL. So he's not employed yeah. by the Maple Leafs. Right. So everybody's like, Oh, he was the Leafs goalie. It's like, well, he was a practice goalie for them, but um, he's employed by the NHL. So that is what gives him the leeway to go for whichever team he needs. Do you feel like after the whole situation happened that it, was a positive thing for the e-bug rule or a negative thing? It was hugely positive. Um, so they got a little bit of uh, flack, I guess, for his age and everything else. Um, and But the system works. Like, there's no need. They were talking about bringing a guy in and bringing him on the road for every game. And it's like, can you imagine the amount of money it would cost to have a guy flying uh his food, his hotel, everything for the, what is it, 41 games on the road? How many, and it would be an insane amount of money. Yet you throw a couple bucks at a guy, he comes to every home game and you hardly ever need them. Like, look at how many games there are in the NHL and how many e-bugs have actually got called in, right? So the system works. Don't don't mess with it. Whether he's there next year or whether they've got a young kid doing it, don't don't mess with it. Yeah, that's why we know names like like Scott Foster and 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 Chris Chris Levesque way back in the day like the it's the only reason those names stick out in our in our in our heads is because stuff like this happens from time to time but it is so very rare oh yeah and it's cool no matter what like when Scott Foster got called in it was like look at this guy like he's an accountant look at him look at him doing his thing right so it's neat and you get guys that Dave never ever thought that this would happen especially not at the age of 42 at the time right like he never he never thought he's like, Oh, it's cool. They, he, we, he got the phone call the day after we got married, we were actually planning to move to Calgary because he got a job in Calgary. So we were going on our honeymoon and we were going to come back and put all of our stuff on a train out to Calgary. And then the Leafs called and they're like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, Dave, you can't say no. Like, and you get to stay home. You get to stay home too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not a big deal. It's not like family and all that isn't important. So like, Dave's obviously been taken care of like this is such a cool situation and obviously he's now a household name but I mean this is about you um this is why we brought you on like what what have not just the Hurricanes or the NHL like what have they done for you like how, how have they taken care of the boss um oh wow I think it was just when we were in Carolina it was just one of those things that they made you feel like a million bucks they put you on a pedestal like they 
they treated you like you were just one of them. And I think that was the most important part out of all of it. Like it was like you were their friend for years upon years. And it's, you don't feel like it was weird for us because you don't feel like this was a big deal, but like Fox news was interviewing us between like in the game and it, it hasn't sunk in still. I think like if I were to go back and watch some of the interviews and stuff like that, I think maybe then, but like they were just, they were treating us so well. Like it, I don't know. I've never had it before in my life, so it was it was a very cool experience. And, and yeah, I know you. Um, I know you mentioned on 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 Brenton's podcast the the fact that you did like you guys did like hundreds of interviews, literally, right? And, oh yeah. And it was almost to the point where like I couldn't even tell you what this is going to be broadcasted on to go watch it because I have no idea. Have you had time to go back and look at any of those interviews since then? Um, yeah, there's been a couple of them. One came on while we were sitting down watching TV and it was the one I actually really wanted to see because my children were in it and they were interviewing them and I didn't get to see it for, for quite some time, but it's been really neat. He won't, Dave will not watch himself. If there's an interview, if there's anything and I turn it on on my phone, he's like, nope, turn it off. He won't, he won't listen to it. He won't watch it. And I'll, I'll watch it all. Like, I'll listen to it all. The Spit and Chicklets was one of my favorite ones. Um, I was, as soon as they came out with it, I'm like, okay, I got to go for a drive in the truck. And I went out and I, I listened to it. It was pretty good. So, yeah, there's just, it's neat to go back and to uh, redo them all. The first interview I had was horrible. My sister on TSN, my, right after the game, my sister called me and she's like, can you maybe not chew gum when they're interviewing you next time? Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of a big moment. No big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys give like, me a hard time for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a like, little thing. So is there like a now that everybody kind of knows what you eat, like do you have like a free Reuben for life deal now then at uh where where did you guys get your Reubens before? Oh the... my god, I should ask them. We always go to the same person. There's one lady all the time as soon as she sees us, she's like a Reuben and then we'll just do the nod and she gets our Reuben ready for us kind of thing right away. So um it'll be interesting to see see how it is when we're back there. We we don't have pull out east, so unfortunately I can't make that happen for you. <laughs> we don't we don't even we don't have pull anywhere yeah we, i don't even have i don't even have pull in my own house so i don't yeah it's like hi it's like ah oh, but you got to put the kids to bed all right so, um sarah this has been an absolute blast like i've honestly i've been looking forward to this like at least all week you're an amazing personality um as i said on our our chat last week like this honestly couldn't have happened to two better people and like it's it's so cool to see like it's not just a great story but it's a great story about great people and i think that's what people get excited for and the fact that we get to chat with you like this has been such a crazy year already like you know of course we're we're getting to chat you know chat with you about some insane story that you you could you'd have to write it that way basically yeah yeah, and you know sure. we get to kind of hang out, and thankfully, hopefully, everything's died down for you guys a little bit at least, and um, you can kind of enjoy, uh, you know, whatever a normal life seems to look like, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, Ted, any do you have any kind of final words or? Uh, you know, just that we appreciate obviously you coming on the show and 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 all the the sort of fame and success that you guys have uh you know love that obviously that you could sort of break down the tweets and the personality and what life has been like for you guys uh drop the amazing huge news about you know a possible disney movie coming out um and just to look into what you guys' lives have been like for the last little while so if you could i mean i'd like you to just take you know 30 seconds to a minute the floor is yours tell us what's going on with, with sarah ayers and uh you know what you guys got planned for the next little while what are you going to do with your time what are you going to do with all this this wave that you're riding right now 
Um, we're working alongside with the Kidney Foundation still. Uh, Dave just did a, a Conquer Cancer golf um, a golf thing. And so it's one of those where we're kind of throwing ourselves into the charity aspect of it more. Um, awesome. Yeah, and doing all that. We had a lot of stuff that was postponed and a lot of stuff that is inevitably being canceled. Um, we're supposed to be going out to Carolina when they do their outdoor game, which I'm totally looking forward yes. to. Um, but it's, it, it's all of that and it's balancing COVID at the same time and, and how we work with this new little world that we've got, I guess. Right. So, um, and then as soon as it gets to the, the writing the movie part and yeah, we take it from there. Oh, I can't wait. Opening night. Like Ted, I think this is like, we got our families, like we got to be there. Like we got, yeah. we, we got to be there. Big popcorn. You know, I don't M&Ms. know if you're in my, my bubble yet, but no, by the time, it, by the time it comes out, by the time it comes out, cause we know how long it takes to get movies made. So, um, it's, uh, no, I'll absolutely, we will be there. Cause I mean, it, I, it would, it just, it had the story written all over it. Like this needs to be part of that, that kind of Disney group. Like, like I was saying, like the rookie, uh, it's, it's such a tough movie to watch for me. Cause I always get to a certain part and then I can't help it. Like my emotions just like kick into overdrive. I'm like breaking out the tissues. Yeah, it's like, why does it have to be so amazing at this part? Like he gets to play. I'm not crying. You're crying. He's, he's playing baseball and his whole town's there. And this is so amazing. So yeah, it, it is, it is so awesome. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, coming on uh, the podcast. And uh, like I said, we wish you guys nothing but the best. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Excellent. Ted, how much fun was that? Man, how cool. How cool is Sarah? That was great. I, I, uh, man, just to get a little bit of a background into what was going on in the day of a life of an e-bug goalie, especially when, you know, shit hits the proverbial fan. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. I, I had no idea that it was heavy leg day and, and <laughs> they were having Rubens like <laughs> very, very cool. And they're doing lots of cool stuff out there with that that platform and that wave they're riding. So, yeah, yeah kudos to them. Absolutely. I mean, and just to be inside of her head and um, as a fan, because like, you know, we're, we're both married and, you know, you champion your, your spouse. And when cool things happen, like you want to be for there for them. But there's cool things. And then there's like, how do I handle this? Like how, how, like there's, there's no like book that you can read to be like, by the way, this is about to completely change your life. Like it was a normal Saturday. Like how, what do you do on a Saturday? Just like, you wake yeah, up it's, or... it sounds like, it sounds like they're just still, uh, just really easy going people just, just live in a, a regular life. Just like, you know, you and I do with, with, uh, with our spouses. So yeah, I think that's just really cool. It's just regular life, but they got a, a few more things going on and up to and including, uh, Matt, how cool is the, the the Disney movie thing? I think that's awesome. Like that wild. Absolutely wild. You know, James Corden and I think a few people excuse me, like if you're listening to some previous podcasts of other places, she's kind of mentioned James Corden. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then Good Morning America, very cool. Like, oh yeah, and then yeah, he's friends with someone high up in Disney. Right. Okay. So now we need to stop talking for a second because this is crazy news. Yeah, I I thought that we were gonna have a conversation about walking the dog and it didn't go that way. It did not go that way. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what do you mean so like that's crazy. so i don't know who they're gonna get to play him not steve carell i don't know about that i think i like steve carell great actor but uh we'll see who, who they get to play her so that'll be that'll be interesting too but yeah um so that'll be we'll see how that goes yeah who, who they're gonna get to play each other so and i mean it's disney so you get the pick of the litter like you can you can call your shot basically 
I mean, yeah. if like, yeah, we need so and so. Like, okay, we'll we'll make a phone call. Like, whoa, we'll make a phone call. Okay, right. You know, like, yeah, no, no big deal. I I would like beg for like Willie Mitchell to play me in my life, but he'd say no. <laughs> like, you hit cross-handed. I'm not gonna let that happen. Willie Mitchell, what is what is that? Did somebody one day tell you that you look like Willie Mitchell? I've had that said to me. I'm maybe not right now, but in a in an earlier time in my life, yeah. <laughs> not while you were playing hockey. No. Well, I mean, we we both score the same amount of goals, so you know. No. Oh man. Yeah. The, there you go. The hockey stories with me just will never end. So you know what? Thankfully, I own it. So, but you know, what are you gonna do? So, um. Yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun. We didn't talk any Canucks, and there's been a lot of Canucks hockey um, to talk about. But I think we can save that when Brady comes back, um, hopefully next week, and uh, we can probably get into you know the pre-free agency, pre-draft, all that kind of stuff. Like the Canucks have a lot on their plate. Um, you know, whether it's Jake Vertan and Jacob Markstrom, oh, yeah, um, his his UFA status. Um, Brayton Holtby got named as um, a potential guy to come to Vancouver. Um, like it's getting serious now. Like this is a massive off season for the Canucks. Yeah. So. Apparently, you know, Trader Jim was working the phones like the minute they got knocked out of the playoffs. So, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of rumors out there. Conf- not confirmed rumors, but rumors that, you know, there possible deals with Sweeney in Boston and, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of names come to mind out there up to, and including, you know, McAvoy yeah, and, I heard and that. Brandon, Brandon Carlo. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what goes on with these guys. Cause there is a, a pretty decent amount of, uh, trade chips that are possibly out there. And I feel like old Jimbo thinks he's got some chips himself. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty, pretty in- as the, as the, the, the term is used, pretty interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Um, get your popcorn. What do we got? What do we got going on for the next, uh, next couple of weeks? We should also say, uh, you know, for, for our players choice sponsors that if anybody can get on there and follow the YouTube channel, we're still looking at giving away the autographed, um, Jack Hughes rookie card. So, uh, what's the number they need to get to hundred. I think we're at like 94 or 95 or something like that. Nine, so literally five, six people. Sorry, We need six, six people. people. We're six followers away from giving away, uh, assigned not Jack us. Hughes. Not us. They're, they're a YouTube page. Players' Choice Sports. Right. Giving away a signed Jack Hughes rookie card on behalf of, of Players' Choice. So yeah. uh, get on there and follow the YouTube play, cho- uh, YouTube channel and uh, let's get some subs on there. Beauty. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. Let's go uh, enjoy our evening and uh, have some dinner, I guess. It's, it's an early one. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to we're going to have Cordon Blues, funny enough. Oh, nice. Um, I could be there in about 15 minutes. James Cordon Blues. <laughs> that was well played. Um, <laughs> on behalf of Ted, this is Ryan. Uh, thanks for enjoying the PP1 podcast. You're going to love. You already did. You loved this episode. It was so much fun. I'm, I'm still pinching myself. Um, peace out. Much love. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. 
Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.